0: There's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is
1: this threat? For the thousands in attendance, and the millions watching around the world. He is the one.
2: I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are Black and White Sports. What? Bro, what
0: are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. <laughs> How am I not found the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you ask asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the hide before you try to kill him or make up something. He went,
2: he went through my soul, and I'm not surprised. What is going on, BW Sports 1 World? That guy right there, he's the one. You know this guy right here, I'm the ass. Together, we are black and white sports, and we are here for Taco Tuesday. Powered by First Financial Bank, Mr. John Wayne Buzzard over there at First Financial Bank has got all your wonderful small business needs, banking needs, checkbook needs, not checkbook, but checking account needs, savings account needs. You call him 317-417-8582 or send that man an email, john.buzzard at bankingfirst.com. And as always, our rock star realtor, Mr. Sean Nugent. He's over at Tucker. Talk to Sean and talk to Tucker. You know what I'm saying? 317-503-8322. Email that guy, sean.nugent at TalkToTucker.com. Damn, it, my man, it is Taco Tuesday. Gotta talk. <laughs> no, that this was is my, audio too. This is that was audio my too. Nobody nobody's talking LeBron.
0: That, <laughs> that was my LeBron. You know what I mean? You gotta throw since he can't uh, do it in the uh. Jeez. Since he can't do it in the uh. In the uh, restart bubble ball facility, you know what I mean? I got a mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, man, hey. what is going on, bro? I am like, I am like so engulfed in basketball right now. Man, yeah. you're, you're in heaven ass. right now.
2: You are in heaven heaven right now, but you said something about, uh, you know, kind of fantasy sports, that type of stuff. So if you didn't catch the premiere of BW Sports 1's Dynasty Bros FF 2020 Redraft show, the boys over at Dynasty Bros just went off the air. We came on the air, and wow, I can't wait to win my fantasy leagues this year. What about you? I know, I don't even know why I'm asking you.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know that gift yeah. of uh, President 44, Obama, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what I use all the time, you know, this one. <laughs> that one, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I might enjoy paying attention to fantasy because it allows me to see what certain individuals that you wouldn't normally see or hear about, um, you'll hear their numbers. So mm-hmm. it allows me to gravitate towards their video highlights or game stats so I can further Listen let the you. people know. Listen let to you. Know. Listen to you.
2: Hey, let me yeah. show you what we got going on right now, too. I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, no, I'm going to show you. Right. right now, CWTV and Tommy Boy over there is live with the ECRS boys and the, uh, what do they call the the mods, the SK Mods series. I like those cars. I really like those cars. They're kind of like a go-kart, but a big-size go-kart, just not an Indy car yet. I like them. I like them.
0: There's a hummingbird at my hummingbird feeder on the house. Caught your eye? Yeah. Caught your attention there, Damon? It's get yeah, it's getting some of that juice because I was like, "Hey, we put this thing up here at this spot so the squirrels won't get to it." <laughs> I woke up, one morning to go get my morning coffee, and you know in my kitchen. I got that window that goes off of the deck, mm-hmm. so I look up and here's a squirrel flying off the hot tub cover. At the window, trying to get onto his damn hummingbird ah, <laughs> I mean, feeder. And I'm like, flying squirrels. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> you know, hot pepper, Hot. they don't like hot pepper. Like hot pepper wax and hot pepper around it, that'll keep your squirrels out. Little Listen, ass he, hint, you
0: know, a little ass hint. Hey, they are not getting pepper because they are getting cookies. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm saying on the feeder. On ah. The
0: feeder. Well, they can't get
2: to it because it's just flying that's a little the That's a little ass note. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we got some basketball talk, right? Uh folks. Well, I, 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 I don't too. know. Yeah, our guest, uh, we got a special guest coming on. Um, don't really want to say too much till he gets on here, so we're waiting on him to come, but... I do want to talk about some news that just recently came out, maybe within the hour, two hours. Um, Larry Bird resigns as the president of the Pacers.
0: Damon, let's hear your thoughts on this. Um, I have just heard about this information in the last, uh, what, 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, I don't want to reveal my sources until I talk to my sources. And I'm <laughs> going to have to talk to my sources. And I do have Larry Bird sources. If you don't think so, I do. I do. I'm going to have to talk because I have my own reasoning behind this. Because I'm not really sure why you quit when it comes to money when y'all are one of the cheapest teams in the league. And... And I do know somebody likes to drink a lot. That he does.
2: That he does. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm kind of thinking that it was more so he was saying that the the ownership wasn't spending the money to get the players and and for the team, not necessarily his uh, revenue. Is that inaccurate?
0: I wasn't thinking about his revenue. <laughs> I'm just saying, what better way to let a let's, you know what? I'm just putting out, I'm just throwing conspiracies out there. You know what I mean? There's no there is no validity to anything that I'm saying. So don't I don't want to find I, I would like to see black and white sports on the Indy star front page, the sports section, but uh I don't want to be on the indie star front page for starting to listen. This is all bullshit that I just <laughs> fabricated in my head like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Maybe seconds. I could even go 15 seconds ago. Like, you know, I know. He's got all the signs of a classic alcoholic in the uh nice and you know, you know what I'm talking about. You got all the signs. You don't really people tend to forget that you are the president of operations when it comes to uh basketball with the Indiana Pacers. I'm just saying, you know what I mean, that could be a good explanation or a good way to let a hall of famer and a great one of the top 5 of all time go out peacefully without any scandal. So you're saying
2: that you think hey. or this could potentially be this could what? potentially be a way for the, the the ownership to say, okay, let's do it this way. Yes. Gotcha. I'm catching what you're throwing down, sir. I got unplugged.
1: <laughs>
0: this is Damon unplugged. And now I'm back. <laughs> now <he's> back. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but for real, that's just me just coming up with something to talk about while we're trying to kill time. For our guests to show up or not show up, but yeah. I mean, for really, if you look at it, <clears throat> if you look at it, I if that's the true reason that he's stepping away because the Simons are traditionally known for not spending money on superstars or players to fit to win a championship. I think the best team that you had um, at, at at getting the championship was with the O'Neill, the um, the Jermaine O'Neal. Team where they decided or run our test where they decided they wanted to, you know, start at the biggest brawl and all of semi-prodom. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know where I'm coming from. Uh, but I do, I do. You know what I mean that was the best team, and you really didn't have to spend any money. Now, nowadays you're going to have to spend money either on your star proclaimed star or pieces that you want to fit around your star. And with Larry Bird recognizing the fact that the Simons don't really want to do that, that's the reason why Paul left. That's the reason why Oladipo is playing in Orlando when he said he wasn't going to play. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would not be surprised if you don't see Oladipo in a pressure uniform advertising for Fisher's luxury cars uh, next season. We'll see. Message. Well, you know, message
2: – While we're talking about the subject, our guest is in the waiting room, and I can't wait to talk to this guy. He's kind of a basketball guru like yourself, Damon. Let's welcome boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Black and white sports brings to you and is honored to have Mr. Gerald Glassford. What is going on, sir? How are we doing?
3: Uh-oh. 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 I'm here. I'm here. How? Are there, you there he is. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm running a stream on at the same time. I apologize. So I've got, like, ah, mics and headphones. Okay. And, and I've got, if you take a look right behind me, I've got a stream going on here. I've got this going on there. So I apologize, and I appreciate you guys allowing me on the show to talk to you guys about some NBA and basketball hoops. No problem, sir. Again, he is the host of Pop Culture
2: Cosmos, And Lakers fast break. Uh, Gerald, why don't you uh, fill us in on those two shows, what you got going on?
3: Well, I'll tell you what. I appreciate, again, allowing me the platform to go ahead and be a part of the show. If you're interested in pop culture, whether it's TV, comics, movies, video games, what have you, we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture every Monday and every Friday, available on podcast outlets everywhere on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel or available worldwide in syndication on 30 different radio stations. And if you're an NBA fan or the Lakers fan or you really love the game of basketball, you can check out our constant shows during the week with guests from all around the world talking the bubble, talking the NBA, talking Lakers, right there at the Lakers Fast Break channel as well, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Awesome. That's just Other than, other than really the Lakers, ball, I'm fine with it.
3: I have a lot of NBA guests on as well, just covering the full range of spectrum. It's not just a Lakers-centric podcast per se. I like getting voices in who, you know, have knowledge and in-depth conversations with me about just basketball. Period. What's going on in the NBA, and even if they see a different viewpoint from myself on who might go all the way or whatnot, it just makes for a much better podcast overall, and also as well looking at draft choices and upcoming the NBA draft. So that's very interesting. So
1: nice.
0: Excellent. Well, one, you got me because you want to talk about basketball and two, you got me because you want to talk about Lakers (laughs) and basketball. (laughs) But before we jump into Lakers and basketball, because there really are two different things, it's the Lakers and then there's NBA basketball. Uh, I mean, that's just how it is. But uh, before we get into that, I was I was checking out your your page when it went to the uh, pop culture. You know, what I mean that's intriguing. I've seen the latest thing that you guys are doing is this top one hundred movie countdown. Now that that touched me, <laughs> like I'm I'm interested in that. You know, what I mean I'm ready to watch to see who becomes number one. <laughs>
3: well, I'll, just, I, I'll tell you what I'm just. Seeing the league and the landscape of the bubble right now, its I I don't know. Yeah, I want to hear your guys' thoughts first, though. But as far as this whole thing has worked, has it worked well for you guys? I mean, the whole imagery, I mean, I think it's been cool. I think it's been cool.
2: I'm going to say, I mean, obviously, Damon is the basketball, the more of the basketball head than I am on this. But I'm going to say that they're the ones doing it 100% to the T correct than any other sport going on right now. You got them in a bubble. They are very monitored. They, I mean, 98% of them understand and, and know that, okay, there is an imaginary line. Don't cross it. You have your, you have everybody everywhere is always going to have that one guy or that one yeah. girl or whatever, but overall, Baseball should have taken everything from what basketball is doing now. And that's not just the NBA, that is the WNBA as well.
3: And you see what's ah. scary coming up with the the NFL because you have talking mm-hmm. about 53 players on a roster, not to mention coaching staff and everything. Now you're going to ask them to go ahead and fly from city to city to do the same thing. They're going to have to go ahead and reevaluate that. Like uh, the bubble concept, it seems to be working not only for the NBA and the WNBA, but the NHL as well, who are doing two different bubbles. So to me, it seems a concept that right now is looking a lot better as far as on what we're seeing with baseball, where you, you there's a very real possibility of the baseball season getting canceled.
2: I don't see it lasting more than probably two more weeks, honestly. Yeah. Uh, to, be,
0: to be with you, I don't even give it two weeks. I'll give it to the end of the week. You know what I mean? We've already had what, what is it now, two, three different teams that have mm-hmm. multiple players. And yeah. we've had almost almost 50 games as that has been postponed yeah. uh for that. I don't I don't like the chances. I was never a fan of how baseball was doing it. One from the um from the fan standpoint of rich people arguing over rich people problems when poor people are dying and starving, you know, that didn't sit well with me. And I don't think that they've handled this well, as in trying to determine how you were going to go about the season. There was no way that you were going to be able to have a season where you have players traveling from city to city. It wasn't going to happen. And I'm glad the NFL is the later the later um, pro sport to start, where they um, have time to watch and see what they're doing. I don't under, I don't think there's a way that you can have the NFL or the MLB in a bubble situation unless you have like multiple sites yeah. and then somehow that way you can control the travel from one bubble to another bubble. Like uh, a month in this bubble for this set of games, a month in this bubble for this set of games, or something. But there's too many people with the NBA, and the WNBA, and soccer. You were very capable of doing the bubble because it's less people to control and maintain. But David, but uh, Adam Silver, Silver has got it 100 under control. He's learned from what the soccer league started. The guinea pigs is like I call them. MLB or uh, MLS. They were the first to start. So I call them the guinea pigs. So they learned from that. They understood how the bubble situation works. And then they were able to take bits and pieces from how temperature control, body control, isolation, all those stuff played in the part of how Adam Silva is brilliantly executed and once again excelled himself to the best uh, professional sports commissioner.
3: I think they're doing the best out of a really bad situation. I couldn't agree mm-hmm. with you any more than that. It just, that's very. Those are just awesome comments right there. And yeah, if we can just ask the players to stop going to choppy <laughs> magic mice. I, I agree with John on that. I understand that the wings are named after Lou Williams, but yeah, just you
0: know probably not good timing. Deliver, right. deliver, <laughs> deliver. That's he why he the wings and thigh combo. Yeah. <laughs> Uber Eats.
3: Just try Uber Eats. Right?
0: (laughs) I am going to not stand up for him, but stand up for him at the same time. I have been to many of um, professional gentlemen, dancer, entertainment places that have had excellent um, finger food. (laughs) Quote unquote, right? (laughs) (laughs) I, I do what I can. <laughs> That's what happens so, um, when you're single. It's been a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so before before we concentrate our talk on the Lakers, because, you know, Dan already knows, I got that in the notes. So we're going to get the rest of the NBA out the way. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, uh, the restart is look absolutely up and down. Like, I think there's only one or two teams – that have played positive ball consistently all the way through, and I think that's Phoenix. Uh, yeah. I think they're 3-0. and I mean, they played excellent basketball, and they were playing good basketball going into the stoppage. I think it might be a little late, but it's a good platform and a good starting place for them coming in the next season. Yes. But who's looking, who's looking interesting to you right now with the co- first couple of uh, rec- seeding games? And who's not looking so good to you?
3: Well, Phoenix is an outstanding point because, like you said, they're 3-0. With, uh, but they've got such a bright future. And we saw glimpses of it at the very beginning when they won, went on a little bit of hot streak. But you're right, they did regress. But this 3-0 and start, hopefully they can translate what's coming up in the future in these next few games they obviously probably will actually. They probably will not make the this the you know the the ninth seed. They'll probably you know it's just so hard to hop over so many teams. But Phoenix is somebody that is it's a team that I think will just go far in the future. And this hopefully these eight games will prove to be a step towards that. Especially because of these teams now like Milwaukee, the Lakers, who clinched the the first place in the Western Conference yesterday. Uh, they both. Not they're not playing all the way. I mean, you see Giannis on on a minutes restriction now. You're seeing a lot of their end of the bench players. So you're going to get a lot of that more in depth that we go see uh, these games. Uh, you know, at this point in time, I just could tell you right now, another team I want to say is really, really doing good at this point in time. I think is San Antonio. They're two and one, and they're surprising the heck out of me. I thought it was really going to be a bad eight games for for this. Uh, you know, for them. And for Popovich, I thought they would go out on a whipper, but really, it's looking a lot in the opposite. And Houston, Houston is playing at a level that I think a lot of people were thinking, but the small ball is really uh, kind of worked out for them so far. We'll see how long it lasts. Okay,
0: okay. small ball, the, small ball is like uh, the San Diego old San Diego Chargers in the regular season. It gives it wins you games, it, it brings fans, around. it gets you highlights on Sports top 10 and all that good stuff, and you know, you get all the accolades during the season, but when it comes to the playoffs, where you have to lock down and play defense, and you get to scout and plan for for a team for seven games, small balls uh-huh. out the window, as Phoenix with Steve Nash,
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: Hey, I got a question for you, Gerald. Um, I ask everybody that's basketball type uh, folk this question: Why is is why are yes, Damon, it's coming? Why are we've players shut up, already. Damon? Shut up, Damon. Yeah, we've already established <laughs> it. Shut up. Why are players considered two way players in basketball when you when you're supposed to step on the court? And play both ends of the court anyway.
3: Well, as you can see right now in the bubble, one thing that they're not doing very well, for the most part, anyways, is defense. One Tired. Yeah, yeah, and and three-point shooting is also, for many of these teams, like the Lakers, uh, has been a struggle as well, getting back to any kind of normalcy. But, you know, like you said, these two-way players, we saw it with AD. Uh, AD, Anthony Davis, has done a great job in both the game against the Jazz and also as well, previously in the game against the Clippers of doing things at both ends. And that to me is a key why I think the Lakers will go far in the playoffs, but you see a lot of these other players, they're only committing to one side of the ball. And that to me is, is a lot of issues right there because you've got to commit to both sides in order to go ahead and get together as a team, uh, as a team and go all the way. If you're not committed on offense and defense, as we've seen, I've I could tell you right now I saw a, a superstar, someone who is really thought of very well in the league. I won't say his name, but he was having a, a very bad game, and it was on a national televised game. He's having, for him, a very bad game, and to see his head start in a droop, to see him shoot and break another three-pointer and not hustle back on defense – uh, that's That sends a message to the rest of the team. And if you're not doing what you can, even if you're not the best defender in the world, or even if you don't have the best, in shot, best shot in the world, if you're doing what you can to help your team win and the rest of the team sees that, that goes a long way. But these two-way players, yeah, you're right. As far as being able to go ahead and on, on both the offensive and defensive side, you got to go ahead and at least do what you can to, to be effective on both because that's what helps the team get far in the NBA playoffs. All right agree yeah, there you I go mean, damon
0: we, ah. we've we've had this discussion about every two-way week. players every time we talk to a basketball player or a basketball analyst and i mean we all agree you know it's so i don't know why we continue to keep talking about it because i, I like to it!
3: well everybody we wants to show it's like everybody in baseball wants to wants to hit the home run everybody I, in and and football wants to catch the touchdown you know it's always about the sexy things but when you don't do the fundamentals, that's what you, you see. It it pokes out at the wrong time. It sticks out at the wrong time. When you don't have those fundamentals down, it it comes up and bites you in the butt at the at exactly the wrong time. And and we've seen it for players out there. Again, like for instance, the, probably the best thing is baseball. Okay, if you're not a contact here, if all you're doing is looking for home runs. And it, it right now, the home runs are really sexy, and I enjoy the fact that they're they're hitting a ton of them again, but they're also getting a lot of strikeouts. And then those key situations, like in the playoffs in the World Series, you can expect a lot of strikeouts at the wrong time. And that's, that's the thing we don't see like back in the day where there was a lot of contact hitters and getting on base and things of that nature. It's not as sexy. It's not as exciting. But it's something that was more effective overall for the game of baseball at that point in time. Now with basketball it's all about okay I need to shoot the 3. I need to shoot the 3. I need to shoot the 3. But if you're not able to go ahead and hit it at a decent clip like let's say 30 35%, I'm excuse me 35%, 30 is pretty bad. But if you can't shoot it at 35% meaning you make out one out of every three of your three pointers, then you're not doing your team good but you still see them chucking it up which is irritating to me. If you if you can't do it well try something else.
2: I hate. I mean, I, I'm I'm an I'm an old school. I'm like the grumpy old man that get off my lawn type guy. On when it comes to the old style of basketball, to the new style of basketball, the old school I'm picturing. You know, you're going to the hoop. I mean, you're there's there's collisions everywhere, and I'm not saying hurting each other, but. I mean, you got contact, you're bumping people. I mean, you're moving them backwards to get by the post and turn and all that. And nowadays it's it's you know, shoot a 40-foot jumper. I mean, they practice it. I mean, mean,
0: get it. but But I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that I'm gonna argue with you that every single time we talk about it. You're yes, you are in a prehistoric mind state of basketball. Basketball is not played that way, basketball has been transitioning. As the game started, each generation brings something different to the game, and each generation leaves something to the game, leaves something of the game behind. And right now, it's the bigs. And the reason why it's the bigs is because it's the insertion of the European player. The big does not just want to stay on the block and work the triangle anymore. That's no. boring basketball. Bigs no. want to be involved in the game as well. But as you can see, you still got bigs now that can be dominant bigs as well as be out on the perimeter.
3: So, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, you're right. Yes, which are all traditional
0: bigs that have something extra. You want to add something to the game every time a generation comes in. If I'm we not saying that. In- I'm, not, I'm not
2: disagreeing that. I'm just disagreeing with – Shoot chucking a three every time you go down the court. I don't
0: like it. I mean, the teams that chuck threes every time they go down the court don't win.
3: But the thing is, that's it's true. also a point where why why were the Houston Rockets assembled the way they are now with the small balls? Because if you buy all into the analytics of the game, and that's what we're seeing in the case of baseball. There's so much now being bought into the world of analytics and the numbers and the numbers. It's all about the numbers and the numbers. That's why you're seeing home run to strikeout. That's why you're seeing now so many three-pointers put up because it's a three-to-two situation. Do you want the three points or do you want the two points? It's now all about the numbers. Analytics is driving the game. To people that are, like you said, like your old, you said you were old school, it's going to irritate you to no end because of the fact that they're now being coached, they're now being scouted, and they're now being developed. These teams in pro sports are all being driven by numbers and analytics and things of that nature. I personally love, as far as the NBA is concerned, like for instance, the other day when you had Dallas and Houston go 153-149. Yeah, I like a defensive time every now and then, but when those scoreboards light up, that's kind of fun to watch no matter what team you're rooting for or even if you're just an NBA fan in general. And that, to me, speaks volumes about the analytics of people just really buying into the concept of the three-point shot as something being more effective, even if you don't make it as much as you do your two pointers.
0: I agree with that. I'm I'm not a real big fan of the analytics of the game because one, the analytics it puts people in bad situations where you have teams who chunk up, say, like Orlando, who chunk up a lot of threes and aren't very high percentage of them. I think you take away from it. You still can get three the old-fashioned way. You can still work the ball and get the best shot. Now, if it's a wide-open three from ball movement in an outside game, I'm not going to argue with that shot. But if you're like he said, if you're coming down and you're not Steph Curry or you're not Clay Thompson or you're not James Harden and you're just coming down and you're just chunking up threes, yeah. I got a problem with it. I don't like that style of game. They got that style of game at the youth with the with the AAU on the boys and the girls' side. And even at that level, all the way up to the up level, the best levels, if you're playing that type of basketball, eventually it's going to run out and you're not going to win. People keep saying Golden State was the outside shooting team. No, Golden State did work inside out. It might not have been this the, the joe lmb's on the inside but draymond green was very effective on the inside kevin durant was very effective on the inside uh clay thompson was very effective mm-hmm. on the inside it's not always about scoring from the inside it's about protection coming from the inside
3: their secret to their success was their ball movement mm-hmm. that's basically when they revolutionized the way that these teams should play is the way the ball moved from one side to the other to find that open man, whether it was Draymond Green from the post or whether it was Draymond Green from the top of the key, whether it was Steph Curry finding Clay Thompson, it was that ball movement, which is so underrated in the game of basketball, which is essential for these teams to go ahead and create open looks and open shots. I personally don't mind taking all these threes and seeing teams taking all these threes. If they're good shots, if they're contested threes, that I'm not sure I'm, I'm liking. And the fact is, as you can see now, the thing is, okay, they, everybody saw Steph Curry and see saw how far he could go ahead and step out and hit these threes from 30 feet, 35 feet, et cetera, et cetera. Now you see LeBron, now you see Trey Young, now you see Damian Lillard all shooting these extended three-pointers now. And that's great for them, but the problem is these kids are gonna see it and say, hey, I can do that too. So now they're all they're gonna do is try and practice 35 foot three-pointers. Uh, that may be taking away from what they could be really good at, like doing a post-up or let's say doing drop steps. Let's say working on their drives. Let's say working on other things instead of just going ahead and, and shooting 35 footers. Uh, just practice your three pointers first, practice your fundamentals first before you go ahead and do what these elite players are already doing. Hey, I being,
0: a, being a trainer, I could tell you this. It'll filter itself out. You know, I mean, if that's all you want to work on, you'll get washed out, and easily. I mean, you might be a novelty for a summer, maybe two, but if you don't have something else to your game, that part'll get washed out. Like Steph can shoot, you know, forty-foot jump shots and pull up and shoot forty percent. That's all great. Not everybody can do it, but he's able to do that because his ball handling is so well. The fact that he can pull up from the mid range, the fact that he can finish inside the paint with both hands allows him to do that. The same way with Damian Leonard. Because, really?
1: he can yeah. Miller,
0: because he can handle the ball, because he can finish in the paint, because he has that first step, he doesn't get those shots off. You know, if he's not hitting that, people are going to back up off of him and all that other stuff makes no difference. But the fact that he can hit it enough. To where they have to guard you, and now all that other stuff becomes into play. Troy Young, he can, but it's not on the level or the consistent level where people like every time you cross a half court, I have to guard you. Clay Thompson, he's just special because he doesn't he, have to dribble. <laughs> hey, when you score 40 plus points and dribble the ball nine times, it doesn't matter what kind of defense you're playing there's nothing you can do
3: <laughs> no, yeah
0: nothing okay so i uh, now obviously you've seen
2: the the 80s and the 90s and the the evolution through then into now um,
3: yeah uh, as you can see uh, I, I i have uh, well
2: i have too. i'm just not as old as damon is so i figured you guys are about the same age <laughs> uh question for you What's up? Steph Curry or Allen Iverson?
3: That's a good question. Uh For me – Shut I up, th-
2: Damon. He's I laughing be, at me.
3: I think it would be Steph Curry, even though Allen Iverson is an underrated uh rebounder and also playmaker. But the thing is, he takes up so much of your shots that you have each and every game. We've got to remember, if you have Allen Iverson on the floor, and let's say you have 100 shots, you take 100 shots within the course of a game. He's going to take up 45 of them right off the bat. And that's that's the thing. He, in order to get his volume of points, you need, he he just takes up so much of your shots and if you have anyone else on the on the team that's talented or, or needs their fair share of so, uh, shots, they're not going to get it. There and that's 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 the problem ultimately why Allen Iverson, you know, he had that team in what in, in 2000, 2001, that they faced off against the Lakers. He, they were the only team at that point in time based off of his skills. He can take over a game. He could, he was the, the player that put that one loss on the Lakers and that magical uh, playoff run that they had because he had such a tremendous game. But the thing is, he takes so many shots and that's that's the issue it, within a team concept. It's really hard to have that. I mean, Kobe, Kobe, you know, you know, the God bless his soul. He he was such a great part of him and Shaq, him and Tandem together. They were taking up so much volume from from that team in the early two thousands. But that was between those two, and they really didn't have a team that needed or necessitated any other shots. Nobody else, Rick Fox, Robert Ori, They only needed to take one or two shots a game. Later on, it progressed to you know Kobe and everybody else, Paul Gasol and whatnot. But it just it's so hard just to have that type of player taking so much of your offense and being so dependent on that one individual. Steph Curry, however great that he is, and that however great he was during that period of time, he still had Clay Thompson. He still had a prime Draymond Green. I, I know people say, "Well, he should still be prime," but he hasn't played like it lately. So let's yeah. wait until next season when he's got awesome. everybody here.
0: player in the league.
3: Yeah, so <laughs> let's, let's see what he looks like now that, that everybody will be healthy again. If he comes back to form, people are going to go ahead and slam on, like you said, overrated player because, oh, he can play well when everybody's healthy, but he can't when no one's there. So I would probably say Steph Curry because when in a team confine, it's going to be easier to win a championship with his skills as opposed to Allen Iverson. Although, like I said, the fact that Alan Iverson can, it did so much as far as uh, other things like steals, assists, and even rebounds for a small guard, you cannot you cannot underestimate his talent. But again, if I'm talking about building a team for a championship, I would probably choose, choose Steph.
2: Okay, I, I will and agree to disagree with you,
0: my friend.
3: Hey,
2: I'm with I you. Know, that. I understand. <laughs> it's a hard
3: choice. Right. Not an easy one. Not an easy one.
0: I mean, it's not easy because I'm a super fan of Allen Iverson. I like how he was his own guy in a time where being your own guy was very down looked on. I thought he got a very bad rap on the court because of off the court things that he was trying to improve in his life. And I think he still gets a bad rap. I can tell you one person, I uh, won't name her name, just won't give him his credit for for nothing. You know, I know when he was young, he did these things and he had these things and he wasn't this to these people. But as he's gotten older, as he's been retired, as he's been able to sit back and view his life, I think he's made 100 percent change from the Island Arbison that we know back in the day with the with the 45 inch chain and the jerseys and all that. I think he's a little different now. And the thing about Alan Iverson that people do not give him credit for is his intelligence. Mm-hmm. He's smarter than people give me credit for. It. He didn't sign his deal with Reebok, so he get all his money right then and there. Mm-hmm. Somebody was in his here somebody was in his in, in his in his life directing him, and he made smart decisions. Where now, where y'all thought Allen was broke. He ain't broke. He's just now getting all that money that Reebok was supposed to give him. You know what yeah. I mean? It looks like a smart move to me. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I'm just going to say this. His greatness should never, ever be underestimated. Like I said, for me, it's a very difficult choice between the two. I'm just asking, and or I'm just saying, if I'm a GM, I'm going to build a team. I'm going to tell you which player I want between the two. But, again, Allen Iverson's greatness should never be underestimated. Surefire Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever play the game, and one of the greatest scorers to ever play the game. I think I probably probably say it best like that. Just one of the best to ever go ahead. And if you needed thirty, he would. Give however, it which 34. way you're going to get it, you're going to get thirty from Allen Iverson.
0: Hey, just think, just think of a year three Allen Iverson in today's game. Mm.
2: Woo it'd be great. Hand
3: checking as well. Hand checking, grabbing in the jerseys, things of that nature was loud back during his time. It's not now. He would have so many more runs to the basket, it would be crazy. Oh
0: man. And he was not scared to go. He was not scared to take it in. At all. And we got this from John. You know, I mean, I kind of agree with him on this. I do see I see it a lot you know, in the youth game is the unnecessary step back. It's the sexy move right now. It's what yeah. everybody's looking at. It's what everybody sees. But that's where it comes down to trainers and coaches, you <coughs> know, so, to, to show these young people, yeah, it's a nice move, but we have to learn when to do the move. You yeah. have to learn when to put that move into place. That's why Ginobili was so great with the Euro step. Because yeah. it wasn't done every time you got these players to get offensive fouls and travels because every time they go to the bucket, that's the only move that you can do. Because yeah. that's the only move that you've ever practice. So that falls on the trainer and the coaches problem. Now, those guys like Harden who can do something else. Okay, let me use somebody else because he travels all the damn time and he gets away <laughs> with it. But you know, that's what allows um uh, Trey Young to get away with some of those awkward steps or a Damian Lillard to get away with some of those awkward steps because yeah. they're so skilled at the fundamentals that the extra comes in and it looks better but when you come down to a Harding I mean man you've practiced it so much of doing it wrong that everybody is trying to analyze it to make it right
3: yeah I couldn't agree more uh, those are very sound words indeed I Like I said, you guys had a great insight into this as far as, uh, you know, this type of old-school mentality, which I'm hoping will come back again at some point in time during the league. But right now, as you guys know, it's all about the three-pointer, man. All Hmm. about the
0: three-pointer. Threes are dunks. No one works on that 15-footer no more. It's threes are dunks. That's why you see Ah. so many clunks at the free-throw line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into some Laker talk, man. I mean, being a Laker fan, um, the last couple months before the COVID started, it was a little rough for Laker fans, man, with the Kobe the Kobe passing uh, incident. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't really get to see some of the shows that you did on that. But, I mean, coming from a Laker analyst or, or podcast host and a Laker fan, how did that touch you?
3: It devastated me. I mean, when I first got the news, as was happening, as far as the news being spread early on, uh, you, you know, how could you not break down and cry and uh, uh, just feel so much hurt and lost by someone who's so affected uh, by it? My by myself. I mean, you take a look at my my wall right there. I've got my two Kobe's right there, right there for you, right there hanging on the wall. So I think about them and I see them every day, and I see even six months later. And I did a couple shows already touching on the six month anniversary of Kobe's and Gigi's death uh, on the Lakers fast break channel. And I talked to some individuals about how not only how to better cope with it, because there's so many people out there, you go to these Laker forums and they're still to this day, having such a hard time overcoming this death. I mean, his death has affected so many millions of people like myself, NBA fans, Laker fans, basketball fans all around the world. Uh, even to this day, it was so devastating. And this team, the Lakers, they've had such an up and down roller coaster ride this season. This will be, if they are able to go ahead and get to the finals and win the championship, uh, will be the greatest championship in the history of the organization. Simply because of the fact that they've had so many up and down circumstances, from the great play that they've had over the course of the year to the devastating death of Kobe Bryant, to even the way they started off being. In China, at the time Daryl Morey of the Houston Rockets said those comments that touched off a firestorm uh, on social media, and uh, obviously started something really drastic between China and the NBA because of it. There was a lot of fallout from that, and of course, not to mention what's happened with the coronavirus and how devastating that's been to the entire world—not you know much less the NBA. So. It's been a it's been a rough season, and it's also been a good season as far as up and downs. And the Lakers are trying to go ahead and and still find that motivation. And you still hear Kobe's name each and every day from LeBron, from AD, from all these players. You know how they're thinking about it, how they're remembering him, and how they just wish he was still here with us. And there's so many people out there that are still affected to this day. As I mentioned, you go to the Laker groups, social media, whatnot. Uh, I feel for each and every one of you out there and my thoughts are with you. My thoughts are with the family because a six month anniversary, unfortunately uh, happened recently. And again, uh, my thoughts are with Kobe's family, uh, his wife, Vanessa, his children that they're able still to find peace and be able to grow from this as best they can. And as an organization that the Lakers will be able to go ahead and do the very same thing.
0: All right. So, um, All right, so this this is a thing that I've heard, you know, several times before, and I don't really like it because I am fond of LeBron, but I am a Laker fan. Regardless if LeBron brings another championship to the Laker organization, he still does not go into the ring of anything in Laker history.
3: Uh, even anybody yeah I mean let's let's take any team let's say Milwaukee wins this I mean no other team has gone through any kind of this situation I've heard people from all over say you know what uh, they need to asterisk because they didn't finish the full season I think that's crazy this type of scenario where it's essentially virtual fans aside it's a it's a on court situation where it's a mutual court it's it's uh, it's a even court situation, there is no home team, really. There's no away team, really. It's just a situation where, you know, it's going to be the best team wins and they should get a com- combination of that because there is no home team chanting for you. There's no home crowd giving you that kind of motivation. You can give me all the virtual fans against there, but that really does is not, you can see it's not affecting the players or not giving them that type of motivation. It's just them, the group that's out there on the court and the 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 guys on the bench rooting you on—that that's what they feel and that's what they feed off of. And if anybody who says that they should get an asterisk is it, crazy, I just I think right now this this champion, whoever it is right now in the bubble, is going to go down. as probably the the toughest champion uh, of all time.
2: I think the only asterisk that should be mentioned at all in the past two years is from Houston.
0: Yeah, just a, yeah. <laughs> just saying I mean I, I I'm with you on that dad you know it's just that, <laughs> I mean I don't I don't feel that any team needs to have an asterisk if whoever wins Milwaukee Lakers Clippers or whatever um, you played enough of the season where you shouldn't get an asterisk and you're going to get a full playoff so it's still going to come down to the best teams were going to be in the playoff yeah but what I'm I'm a little concerned about is <clears throat> um, I forgot just that quick. maybe I need to lay off the woofer no know uh, I'm reading <laughs> things over here because she mentioned something that I really want to talk about. So forget about that. Uh, don't ask on the season because for one you got a whole four you got three fourths of a full season in. When they stopped, I think most teams had less than 20 games. So your sucky teams were already eliminated anyway. So yeah. all this is doing is exactly what these eight games are doing is figuring out who was at, you know, seventh, eighth C. They go yeah. from there and they get right on out of here. Um, and then they go into what was already. So there shouldn't be an asterisk for anybody um in this in this um particular season, but Going off of current play, uh, if the Pacers had everybody healthy with the play of T.J. Ward, that'd Dang. be a team that I'd be really, really worried about, regardless if they're hometown team. As you can tell, I'm a Laker fan. But that production that he's giving them, you add that with Turner's defense, you add that with Sabonis' offensive and defensive mm-hmm. prowess, with Victor Oladipo being eased back in without having to worry about uh, putting up numbers with T.J. Warren can put up 53, 34, and whatever he stopped with today because they were beating the shit out of Orlando with a left. <laughs> <laughs> but I like what's going on there. It just sucks that, like I said in the opener, that Victor Oladipo is playing for somebody else. He's auditioning for somebody else right now down in Orlando.
3: Okay. I'm t- right now, I'm just telling you guys right now, Indiana is a great team. Uh, if they had everybody, but that that Sabonis plantar fasciitis injury that's that a killer, hurts. yeah. That's that a killer. <sighs> and who knows which, what Oladipo you're getting right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Oladipo, at the level that he's playing at, it's obviously he's still protecting that quad. Uh, and yeah, I know he's back to 100% health per se, but. Uh, unless he starts to gear it up pretty quick, it's going to be tough to see Indiana going too far because having one player not being there, that's such a major part of it. And another player that could was once a major part of your team is still getting back in that rhythm, still taking some time. It's going to be tough. TJ Warren scoring 53 the other day. That was fun to watch. And I root for a kid like that because remember he was traded from Phoenix for essentially cash, Phoenix didn't want him. Mm-hmm. Didn't want him. You know, but know, putting up like numbers like this in Phoenix.
0: Mm-hmm. He put up numbers yeah. like this. To be, this ain't the first time that he's put up numbers. Maybe the first time he's put up 53. But he's always been a prolific scorer. It's just yeah. now he has the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the uh, Pacers are going to screw it up. The Simons are not going to pay him. And he's going to get up out of here. And he's going to go play somewhere else.
3: But like you mentioned with Phoenix, uh, if they keep TJ Warren and they get everybody back healthy next year, or actually I should say in December, which they're still planning on doing December for next season, I look forward to seeing what Indiana and Phoenix can offer because they may be able to both surprise some people.
2: I like it. I like it. Well, Gerald, I got one more question that's been itching to get out of me
3: okay well, i'm scratching two right here okay. being a
2: lakers fan i'm not you are being a lakers fan name your top three la lakers of all time
3: no well oh. um i would probably say number one for me is Shaq. uh number two is kobe uh number three, wow, there's so many great players elgin baylor jerry west uh I, I would love to say Wilt Chamberlain, but Wilt Chamberlain did not play. I mean, you know what he was like when, at the end of his career playing for the Lakers. So it wasn't. I don't know if you could say you could say Kareem, but the similar it's similar. He had a couple great Kareem like seasons, and then his his play tailed off. You know what? That's a good question. I'm going to probably say Jerry West. I'm going to say Jerry West.
0: All right.
3: All right. I could say I'll George like Michael it. too, but you know. Yeah. I love those powder blue uniforms.
0: He has he has a jerk, he has a drill named after him, bro. The mic and drill. <laughs> what do you
3: do? Well, I'll my the He's the logo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. i right? make, make my daughter too. do the mic and drill every workout. Every yeah, workout. We with
3: the Mike and <laughs> but all great players. I'm I'm just so I'm, I'm i feel like I'm fortunate being a Lakers fan and enjoying the team for all the success it has. I try not to rub it in on other people. I try not to rub it in on their – like, for instance, the Clippers. You know, if Clippers have been a laughing stock of Los Angeles for years. And now that they're finally achieving a level of success that they are, uh, it's still – they're still treated like a stepchild within the Los Angeles uh, fans community. But I, I wish them great success, just not on the years that the Lakers have this kind of success. Let's just
2: – th- Do you think that they're going to get their own stadium? And if they well, they do- already have. Uh, well, yeah. okay well I, I let me rewind that question okay do you think because they have their own stadium
3: now they're going to get any more love or any more credibility in that city well that's uh to me if i'm running if i'm steve Ballmer, that's the same exact thing i would do uh, they recently bought the land where the los angeles form is where the lakers once played that's uh, right, actually, uh, warm, right that's... actually down the street from there um so many years ago i shouldn't remind myself of that but uh, it, they're not tearing down the Los Angeles Forum because it's been uh, retrofixed to become such a great uh, musical area. It's, it's great for concerts. If you get a chance to watch a concert, I'd I see it there once everything gets back together. But they're building their own new arena there uh, in, that, in that land. And they'll have their own identity. Instead okay. of going ahead and borrowing, uh, you know, can we go ahead and rent out the Staples Center after the Lakers get the first dibs on everything? So they all have their own identity, which will help them in the eyes of the community. I still think they should have, to this day, gone down to Anaheim and played in the Pond, which I think is a beautiful arena. It's now older, so I don't think it's it's going to be up to standards to what the what the league wants. But at the time, I thought it was just a beautiful place for them to play. Uh, you know, obviously they don't want to stay in. They never wanted to stay in San Diego. No team does seemingly wants to stay in San Diego. <laughs> I'm the Padres. I don't know yet. why
2: it's sixty five and sunny all the time. Is what? Yeah, I Yeah, hear.
3: But that's the problem. The fans are also not there because it's sixty five <laughs> and sunny down there. But uh, you know, I I'm just going to say this. Uh If I were the Clippers, I think it's the right move that they're doing. Uh I wish them the best. Again, not in the same years that the Lakers are having this kind of success, but. I still wish them the best as a community because anytime you have a team that goes ahead and start, keeps on, you know, sets an example on doing the right things as they're now doing, it shows that, that these other organizations, how to get it done and how to get it done correctly. So now you have two very competitive teams in Los Angeles and that makes for great conversation because all year long, we've been talking as LA fans about, what do we need to do to beat the Clippers? And the Clippers, same thing. What do we need to do to beat the Lakers? And this makes for a great conversation in the city of Los Angeles. Even though I'm in Vegas now, uh, it does make, you know, if you're a Lakers fan and a Clippers fan, whether it's heated or not, you're able to go ahead and talk about both of them being relevant. And that's what makes it so special. I get it. Well, the,
0: Clippers be, the Clippers will be the Clippers. Kawhi will get low managed, and he'll jump ship for his, Third team, Paul <laughs> George will you know go fishing. And there you have it, the Lakers are back at the bottom. Well,
3: to me, it's just a simple fact that in the playoffs, it's all about matchups, and no team yeah. matches up as well as as LeBron James and AD. If you're they're playing at their peak, no team, no group of players, not even Kawhi and Paul George can match up to that and we saw that intensity uh last thursday and i think that they are going to go ahead and for me i still think the lakers are going to come out on top but it's not going to be easy facing off if if they face off against a team like the clippers
0: unfortunately i don't think they'll face the clippers i think the clippers are going to get upset
3: I, i hope so i hope so make it a lot easier my 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 path to victory i said on my show uh, was uh the spurs who they match up very well against in the first round the utah jazz who they've thoroughly handled during the season in the second round and then denver nuggets who they match up very well against i would love to see that type of scenario that would be an easy path to the finals for the lakers
0: yeah i think i think uh, one of those two teams houston or denver is going to take out the Clippers.
2: I could definitely see Denver doing that. I'm just not a huge. I'm not on the Rockets' bandwagon. Hey,
0: and I'm not going. I'm not going count out Skinny Mellow. Skinny Mellow.
3: <laughs> Portland's Skinny dangerous. Mello. Portland's very yeah, dangerous.
0: Yeah, Portland. Portland is hot. Yeah, and they with them two coming back now, they have a bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, buddy, I like Portland, but oh anyway. Yeah, uh,
3: they were actually my pick to uh, be ninth to be in eighth place, uh, as far as to get into the playoffs. I think that's going to be uh, very tough for them to stop. I, mean, I know they lost the other day to Boston in a hard fought battle, but you're right with uh, Zach Collins and Yusef Nukic, uh back into the rotation, uh, makes them a lot harder to stop.
0: But nobody can match up with AD in the front line, so that's the Lakers ace in the hole. But <clears throat> I need, I need to see a little bit more Dion Waiters. i like to see a little bit more jr J.R. Smith's defensive reason why they got him don't particularly care about you shooting the ball. I'd rather see you do more defensive. I like the way Dion Waiters um, is exploring the uh, facilitating part of that second unit. I think you'll do fine. Uh, LeBron, I think he's passing too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're passing too much, bro. At some point in time, I need to see Freight Train and LeBron. I <laughs> love Eddie Davis with 35 and, and, you know, and 15. I like <clears> it. <throat> so I need Eddie Davis with 35 and 15 and LeBron with 30 and 12 assists. I need that. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> All
2: right. Well, Gerald, it's been fun. Let's uh, get you out there on your own and uh, – shoot everything out that you want our fans to hear and follow you at it's your floor
3: first of all i want to thank both you guys for allowing me onto your show once again i look forward to the day when i can hop on the show again i'd love to come back on at any point in time and talk any kind of sports because i really just love the sports world as a whole but Uh, Touching on the shows that I deal with, uh, that is again, if you're interested in anything pop culture, we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture, whether it's like uh, just we talk about the stuff going on with Disney, streaming, uh, Marvel, DC, you know, you talk about video games, we talk about, uh, you know, tabletop, we talk about streaming, we talk about the whole nine yards when it comes to movies, television, I have guests from all around the world, plus great conversations with my fellow host Josh Peterson every monday and friday i have to drop it on there i don't have a choice because i've got 30 different stations that all want these shows and that they play it replay it 7 days a week on their stations so if you want to go ahead and get the heads up every monday and friday morning i drop on the pop culture cosmos and pcc multiverse that covers the world of pro of right there in a family friendly 1 hour concept right there for you on the latest goings on in pop culture I know there's a lot to talk about. In fact, some news dropped today, which if you're not sure about or you didn't know regarding Disney+, Plus, we'll go ahead and be talking more extensively on our Friday show. But again, that's the Pop Culture Cosmos available on podcast outlets everywhere or search for it on internet radio. We're on over 30 different stations worldwide. And of course, I know a lot of basketball. I try to keep up on everything I can within the NBA and all that. So I have, again, a lot of guests from around the world. Raphael Barlow from the NBA Draft Chunkies, laker tom from lakerholics.com the great site that they run there for laker fans i'll tell you what right now if you get a chance check out the lakers fast break if you're really into the nba and the lakers i go ahead and drop episodes in fact i dropped over 25 27 i think i dropped in july looking to do about 15 to 25 again this month on the lakers covering the lakers and the nba as we head further into the bubble and you can get that at the lakers fast break on av- any available, you know, podcast outlet. Just, just truly appreciate everybody listening. And if you get a chance, like, share, support. I'm available at Pop Culture Cosmo on Twitter or at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Or you can check out right now a lot of great stuff on our Pop Culture Cosmo's Facebook page because if you follow us and like us there, you get all the latest pop culture news and trends right there. All the latest news items, so you keep up to date. Plus, you might even see a stream that I'm doing right now as we speak. Uh oh. Uh oh, message. <laughs> well, it's yeah. going on right now. They're, the guys are having a good time. We're playing uh, some uh, Star Wars mercenaries right now. Okay. So, yeah, oh, all I, I hear in the background is he's on fire. He's on
2: fire. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing that when we used to play NBA Jam. You
3: there you remember go. That? Exactly. Exactly. I got to get. He's the, heating I, up. I got to get the arcade one up for that. That just came oh, out a couple months man. ago. We're going gaga over that. Right? Oh, well, I used to hear that when I was open court.
0: There
2: you go. Brother. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Gerald, it has been a privilege and honor, and thank you for coming on with us. This is Gerald Glassford. Again, he's the host of the Pop Culture Cosmos and the host of uh, Lakers Fast Break. Check him out at all the podcast platforms, Apple, Google, iHeart, iTunes, you know, all of it right there. Gerald again, thank you for coming on with us. Maybe for one of your Lakers shows, the one can hop on with you because that's I mean, that's his forte. I'm more that's of the gridiron guy. He's the hardcore guy, but you know, we can do it all.
3: Well, you guys want to talk football. I also host on during the season of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. So you guys are always welcome on there. <laughs> Any of those shows, or if you guys need to be back, I'd be loved to come back on. But, yeah, if you want to go ahead, DM me. I'll get you on the Lakers fast break ASAP. Sounds
2: good. I'm sure he's loving it over there. Look at him.
3: We could love talk basketball in that bubble. That bubble's yeah. not burst yet. It's not no, it's burst not yet. yet.
2: Oh, I call it bubble ball.
3: <laughs> bubble ball. All
2: right, Gerald, thank you again. You have a good night. Everybody, make sure you go and follow, like, share, support Gerald for us. And uh, we will be
0: definitely talking soon. Sounds good. Shots to you, my good friend. There you go. Thank (laughs) you,
2: guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Take care. Well, Damon, this has been fun, as always. I got a little something for you before we cut out. Let's play it for the folks.
1: Who was desperate enough to get some wagers in on the Marbula One Marble races? We've been with sports for so long, I know I was. But this week, we're in for a treat with three of the four major sports back in action MLB, NBA, and NHL all have resumed play. And with no fans in the stands, we're taking advantage of some of these early game lines with My Bookie. Plus, My Bookie just brought back the deposit match bonus, so you can grab yourself some extra cash to build up that bankroll. And the best part is, when you roll with My Booking, it's simple. You bet, you win, they pay. There's a reason I tell people to visit my bookie. And that's because it's the only online sports book that asks the questions you and your friends actually want to put money on. Are Giannis Antetokounmpo's box a lot to represent the East in the finals? Who's going to average more points, LeBron or Cowie? Debating your buds is cool and all, but I'd much rather throw down some cash to see who's right. But truth be told, I'll bet on anything. That's why I'm pumped the MLB and NHL are back in action too. Wines, prop bets, futures, MyBookie's got them all. Trust me, this is the only place you want to be putting money down this season. Join today and MyBookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Just enter promo code BWSports1 when signing up. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay
2: that's awesome right there isn't it yeah buddy that is cool all right and you know i just want to show everybody else what's going on at CWTV tv right now tommy boy he's going live for the future race right now
0: hey look we're racing <laughs>
2: yeah we're racing eli look at that he finally let it grow back out i love it
0: no not really <laughs> Man, I
2: mean,
0: uh, well, Damon, that guy right there—he's the one. This guy right
2: here—he's the ass. Together, we are Black and White Sports, powered by First Financial Bank. Mister John Wayne Buzzard, go get all your small business needs, banking needs, checking account, savings account, all that stuff. John Dot Buzzard. At bankatfirst.com or give that man a call 317-417-8582 or if you're looking to buy a home sell your home and move to your dream house call the rockstar realtor sean nugent 317-503-8322 or email him all your needs wants and accessories for your new home sean.nugent at talktotucker.com. Damon, this has been Taco Tuesday. Yeah,
0: taco Tuesday. Don't forget Tuesday. live on Wednesday
2: night, 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. Thursday's couch talk at 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. And in two weeks, folks, two weeks. The premiere of Super Kicking It with Steven for all you wrestling fans out there. That's right. Checkers and Wreckers, always on Sundays at 11 a.m. And the 2020 (laughs) Redraft Show from our brothers over at Dynasty Bros, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays. Damon, as always, what do we do? We Carlton it. There's got to be audio.
0: We keep Indy sporty, baby.
1: QQ. Peace.